A chef kind of has the authority to be like, nah, this is the dish. Your yeah. taste buds are fucked up. That's what I should do with my edits. You think so? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when they're like, hey, uh, you spelled this person's name wrong. No, fuck you. This is the edit. <laughs> Their name is now this. Oh, their parents spelled it wrong. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the seventh episode, episode seven of the Sizzle Reel. Of the Sizzle Reel. We're getting real sizzly today. That's right. We're talking about cooking. And should you be cooking at work? Probably not, unless you have a nice little kitchenette. Or unless your job is a chef. Okay, that's <laughs> fair. That's if you're fair. a chef, you should definitely be cooking at work or else you might get fired. Damn. You know what I mean? We're not talking cooking. We're talking, uh, I wanted to get in, I wanted to talk about, about fitness, man, Chris. I've been noticing that like, you know, especially during the quarantine, I've been sitting around a lot, you know, I've been, I've been just not really exercising, not really doing much. Okay. And, uh, you know, even though I am starting to, uh, get a little bit of a edit gut going, edit I, gut. I, I also, uh, am lucky enough that my metabolism is like fairly quick still. So I'm, I'm still kind of chilling, but it made, it made me think, I was like, man, you know, our jobs are pretty, uh, sedentary. We do sit around all day. I wonder if like, you know, editors have that certain doughy body type all the time. You know what I mean? Editors, I mean, it, they don't, when I think of editors, I don't think about the epitome of fitness. I Neither do I. They're pretty average, I think. Uh, I don't know a lot of really out of shape editors. They're all just very average. Very average. Yeah, I think they're usually pretty doughy, though. I think you're either doughy, doughy or you're like a stick. You're like real thin or you're doughy. Okay. You know what I okay. mean? Whereas, like, I feel like most, like, DPs, they're all, like, fucking so cool. They're all, like, you know, not, they're maybe not jacked, but they're all, like, in decent shape. You know what I mean? Because they gotta, they have to be on Instagram all the time, taking pictures of themselves in cool locations with all their right, cameras. That's, that's, that's true, all that's they true. do. That's, that's all true. they do. I think, uh, I think the caffeine for a lot of editors helps keep them skinny. You know, skinny fat. Skinny fat. That's like yeah. me. I'm oh, skinny. I'm skinny fat, man. Skinny fat. That's true. I'm like, uh... Who is that? Raymond Felton body type. That's what, that's, what, that's what we were saying in basketball the other day. Raymond Felton body type. Um, no, but you, you know, you have, you have any friends who are like DPs who on Instagram, literally every single post is them like being cool with a camera. And you're like, can you fucking relax? Yeah, like, there's something about being being a photographer that just makes you a little bit cooler than being an editor. I don't, mm-hmm. Maybe it's the fitness. Maybe it's being out there with the with the camera and, and doing things. And we're just sitting here clicking away, doing the same thing every I, day. Nothing exotic. No nah, fun shoots. No, no, no. I don't think that they're cooler. I think the perception of them might be cooler. Okay. But I think ultimately we're like way more zen. Like we don't need some sure. sort of we don't need likes to like establish our credibility. We're like, yeah, uh, I don't want to even go on Instagram. I know so many editors <laughs> who like don't go on Instagram. We're just like, no, nope, not going to do it. You know, but I also know. I guess I know some editors who go on Instagram. Instagram's weird. People are getting off of it these days. I don't think people are really staying on. I don't know. Instagram's all right. I think uh, I think we're gonna start doing some some cover art or, or some promo materials for oh, for that's right. Sizzle Gang. We were supposed to, yeah. The Sizzle Real Gang Instagram account is supposed to now start having promo materials, according to our social media manager. He said, "Make these promo materials," and I was like, "What?" What do you want us to make? Like, what are we going to make? What's there to promote? Oh, it's it's going to be an editor with a barbell. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good for this episode. Yeah. Oh, we should do like each episode should have 
a little painting or something. Yeah, That's pretty good. Some actually. fun, some fun. I like that. He also wanted us to do behind the scenes content, so <laughs> which we're uh, we immediately shot down. It's like we're, nah. we're we're literally sitting in a room talking to each other. I don't know what what there is to see really. Yeah, you want a little time lapse of me sitting for eight hours? Yeah. You can have it. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of the problem, right? Is that like it's not? That's why we won't. That's why like, DP, like you said, DPs can post shit on Instagram because they are at these cool places doing cool shit yeah we're at these cool places in our mind man yeah bro like you you're still in sneaker land i am you're, you're I week, am. week four week three we- oh wait uh no wait when this post you're in week we're almost done with this seven. project the yeah. show is almost over that's no. crazy but that's that's wild though like you you've been just in sneaker <laughs> land forever now you're starting to I, you came in today with new sneakers dude today i i spent like four or five hours in after effects just pumping out some some sneaker graphics. I had between 14 and 17 different sneakers that I had, I had to. Oh yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I had, cause I had 11 additional ones. Like in each episode, the host shows off three new sneakers that are releasing, but he also references a lot of older sneakers that have come out. So for two episodes, I had 11 extra sneakers plus the six sneakers for the episodes. So I think I had 17 different just just a sneaker mortises mortises mortis i would say mortis, mortis. but i'm you know i'm plus, not, not someone to follow plus like six graphs on top of that and and some other things it, it was well, a lot here's my question so you spent like 5 hours in there doing stuff but how much stuff did you actually make in those 5 like you know what i mean like it was a total of like maybe uh, a minute of animation oh yeah probably yeah probably covers a minute minute and a half across two episodes that's fucking they're, wild they're each on for maybe three to five seconds damn there was and you said there was one part where he's just listing off the shoes so they just kind of carousel their way right through basically so it's like you spent oh that's three hours for it to, oh the, the fact that i said carousel does that make you i am like, oh, i going and change that transition i don't know I might to use, make it an actual a carousel well I, I like the i used the universe red giant universe slide in the last one mm-hmm. and i, I like the way it looked it kind of comes out has a reflection and you know oh you use the one in. where it actually dollies out yeah i always turn the dolly off because i've never gotten it to look good there's always this weird like shadow that just shows up i don't know i mean i'm sure you did a good job i just i've i've only used it with text so like it always looks crazy i thought me. it looked good with the graphic normally i i would shy away from something like that a lot of those uh, transitions are super cheesy to me for the most part but sometimes you, you just need a little bit of something I love transitions. I, I think that they like are they're they're very useful when you want to just turn something out and make it look good. And I mean, not not all transitions, obviously, but like, I don't know, those MLS saves and skills videos. Right. Those are like so we do these uh, saves and skills videos every week for Major League Soccer. And a lot of the stuff we do in that is, you know, plug in transition based because we have to turn it around so quickly. We'll get the footage at at earliest 11 a.m., usually closer to noon, and then we have to have them all turned around by four. And it's like, well, you know, if we were to be doing some really uh, a la carte type stuff, it, I don't know if it would work. We have to use the transitions, you know. I think the transitions work really well in that case and other cases where you're kind of leaning into a theme. Like, we, you know, we have the the camera carousel with, mm. with an actual, you know, we we add the sound effects to make That's it. That's true. You know, it makes it a little bit more full. You got and then, then we throw in a camera shake as the other transition. Like, yeah. there's a little bit of a theme to it. Camera. Yeah, true. The theme is cameras. You got, I mean, you got to put, you got to put the sound effects with them too. That just up levels them so much. Mm-hmm. I've actually, today I was watching them on mute and um, I was watching one of them. 
I don't remember. Oh, it was like the rewind transitions. And I was like, God, these suck. And then like when I watched yeah. it with the music and with the effects and stuff, I was like, like with the sound effects, I was like, oh, actually, yeah, it plays all right. You know, it's not bad. It plays pretty good. Speaking of transitions, I've got a transition right here. A clumsy transition, <laughs> a cheap transition, but let's, let's really get into the, the fitness stuff. So I have been editing for about 10 years and, uh, I don't really exercise like that frequently. I maybe go, I like to play sports. That's my main thing of exercise. I don't go to the gym. There was a period where I was running a bit. I like to go to the gym and run, but it was just not worth the, uh, not worth the time really not worth the money. The place I was going was way too expensive. But it got me thinking. I was earlier today. I was like, man, you know, I ride my bike to work. That's maybe as much as I get. What if I was to get a stationary bike and use it instead of a chair? Wow. And then I would just bike while I'm editing. That, I mean, that, that's a great idea. Plus, it keeps it keeps the mind juices flowing, you know? Does yeah. it? Well, yeah. Yeah. Exercise is good for your brain, right? Okay. That's what okay. I've heard. Yeah. Mind juices. Mind brains, juices. Dude, the, mind, the mind juices get flowing from the bicycle. Got you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're staying active. You're when your body's active, your brain is active. That would be pretty crazy though. What do you think? I mean, I, good call, bad call. Uh, you know, it's maybe table it for a minute. Okay. And, uh, see right now we have, we have standing desks that yes. can also be sitting desks. They're, right. you know, mechanical. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a good step, but um, the bike, how would you, how what, would, what's, what's wrong? I think it's a great idea. I just feel like you'd be <laughs> leaning over so far. No, I wouldn't. You no, can it's, sit, it's an upright bike. Sit up. Well, no, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's like you'd be on a bicycle, but you're typing. Maybe you just get like, like the floor pedal style. Floor pedals would be clutch. Yeah. Maybe. But the thing is these chairs are rolly chairs. So I feel like I just keep rolling backwards if I was to start pedaling. Damn. What yeah. if, what if to, on your timeline to scrub forward and backwards, you I had, had to bike, pedal? you had to pedal oh forward and backwards. my God. That is an amazing idea. Yeah. You'd be Dude, in great shape. Do they make USB powered, not USB powered, but pedals with a USB on them where you can use it as an output? Cause you know how they actually have those things where like the shuttle wheels, like the, the old school, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe new school, like advanced editors use them too. But like, there's like the shuttle wheels, you know, and you can like t- turn the wheel and it, it shuttles you along the track. That would be pretty sweet if I could do that with pedals. That'd be very cool. Yeah, yeah. It would kind of be a pain in the ass. Well, yeah, I, literally. Yeah, right I, in the glutes. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, that was like the worst. <laughs> drinking drinking seltzer waters during the record is no good. That I hung out to dry there. I had to lean away from the mic and burp. That's all um, good. No, but yeah, I think I think it would be kind of tight. I don't know. It's what, what's your what's your routine to to try to stay fit in the edit? You know what I mean. My routine, I I take fitness pretty seriously just because I like to eat a lot. That's the main reason. I like to drink a lot too, but I, I, work, I work out. I just splash seltzer all <laughs> over my eye, dude. <laughs> I work out for like most days, probably like four to six days a week. I'll, I'll usually, I go down to the gym, do a little elliptical, then I'll, I'll lift some weights for like today. I did 15 minutes on the elliptical and 30 minutes of lifting weights. Then Jesus. I drink a big old protein shake and mm-hmm. then, I, then I walk 30 minutes to work. So you did 15 minutes on the elliptical and 30 minutes lifting weights. Yeah. Now let me ask you a question. Yeah. Why are you wasting all that time? Why don't you take the weights onto the elliptical, knock two birds with one stone? I, c- I could do that. I, I have bad knees is the main thing. I don't want to, you know, you're not like lifting weights with your knees, my man. A, li- well, a little bit. Are you? I mean, okay. <laughs> I, can't, I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I bend my knees. That's, okay, I mean, doing look, some squats, some yeah, deadlifts. I don't think that 
your knees are the only things you're using the weights for. You know, you're probably doing upper body shit. Yeah. Combine the upper yeah. body stuff with the elliptical. Spend less time in the gym. More well, bang for your buck. Well, the elliptical, a little bit of upper body because you, you go back and forth with it like this. Well, that's if you're holding the things. That's yeah. only what, what like noobs do. I only hold the things when I get up to like the, the super high resistance. But when I'm warming There's up. There's resistance on those? Yeah, you can go up. I think mine go up to like 15. Oh, shit. I didn't know there was levels. Yeah, totally. I thought it would just get on and you just run or like fake run like a gazelle, whatever the fuck they do. I don't. I, this is how Tony Little. little. <laughs> I don't know shit about this stuff, man. I got to learn. At some point, I'm going to learn. You know what I mean? But not right now because it's COVID. You can't go in the gym. Uh, You know, I, t- I, th- I think I'm allowed to go in my gym. I think it's open at like 25% capacity. Well, you're allowed to go in your gym because you have a gym in your building. Yeah, it's an apartment gym. But so. You can't go to like. Well, I guess I could go to Blink, but I just canceled my member- memberships. So. There's actually a Blink right next door to my apartment, so I could go to Blink or I could go to my apartment gym. You know, don't Blink or you might miss it. Wow. <laughs> hey. Got him. Now, um, you know, another thing I was thinking of that just occurred to me, we're talking about foot pedals. Why don't more people edit with foot pedals? That's people play guitar with foot pedals. That's true. People drive a car with foot pedals. I sound like Dr. Seuss. <laughs> <laughs> Why do people edit with foot pedals? That's all I'm saying. Do you think Pr- Premier supports that? They've got to. And if they don't, Adobe... This is your last chance. I mean, I get, you could code it. Uh, it can't be that difficult, right? I can't code it. Someone it else could code it. You could code COVID. COVID. I can't COVID. Uh, no, I couldn't. I, I'm sure it's. I'm sure it exists. It definitely exists. Like literally, all you got to do is say, "Hey, the thing that's plugged in here when it gets pressed, like it's it's like a mouse. It's the same thing. That's you know true. What I mean, I mean like, you just plug it in. You could use. You could probably get a foot pedal and use it as a mouse if you want. Although that would suck. So you have to move your foot around the floor all day. <laughs> <laughs> You're kind of crazy. You, know what I mean? you think there's any armless editors who, who use the foot pedals? 100%. Dude, yeah. That's another market that, well, that's a fucking weird capitalist way to look at it. You could help people <laughs> with no arms. That's cool. I was about to be like, you could sell them a thing. No, you could help people you with no arms them. edit. That's cool. Like, and I think honestly, people with no arms would probably be better editors than people with arms. You think so? Yeah. Cause they'd probably edit a whole different way. They got a whole different style. You know okay. What I mean? All right. They got to rely on their feet, you know? Uh, I mean, yeah, if, if you can, I, people can probably play a guitar with their feet. They can probably edit with their feet. Uh, is, you think people can play guitar with their feet? 100%. Okay. I bet there's at least one person who can. Yeah. You said people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There's at least two people who can. All right. I look, I think that editing actually in its current state is a perfect job for people who don't have legs. Because then, because you right now, as it stands, you don't need legs to edit. <laughs> as it stands, bro? As, oh, that's fucked up. I didn't mean it like that. I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> as the, the do you, you know, your brains are some crazy shit, man. Uh, like, if, if as things are currently, it's good. It's a good profession for people who don't have legs, yeah. is what I'm saying. Okay. So if you, you know, went to, got back from the war, don't have legs, we'll teach you how to edit. Damn. One time, I will. one time when I was an editor at the news station, there was a, a person in a wheelchair who applied to be an editor. And this is probably a major violation, but we basically couldn't hire her because, or we didn't hire her because we didn't really have, I don't think the building was up, up to, to code. code. Yeah. So, so it was, it would have been actually such a pain in the ass to get her in every day because we would have to open a garage that's like in a separate part of the building that connects through right. and then bring her in every day and someone else just got hired instead. You know, that, uh, that must be like just uh, insane, man. I couldn't imagine like having to 
you know, if, if you were in a wheelchair having to like navigate New York, I, I, uh, oh I worked God. with someone once who he was in a wheelchair and he had to navigate New York. And every time we would go out after work for drinks and stuff, like we would, you know, it, it was interesting to see like how different his, his life was, you know, where if he wanted to get on the train, there's only certain stops he could go to. He can't go that's, to all the stops. If we wanted to, to go to, um, a restaurant, like we'd have to go to a place where it was like maybe one little step to get up there. Like we couldn't go to a place with too many steps and think with New York is there's so much old architecture that pretty much there's a lot of buildings that don't have that compliance, you know? That's crazy to just the idea of having to go an extra stop or a stop fewer so that you can get off and then oh, have yeah. to wheel yourself those extra blocks. Yeah. That's so wild. So what they do, there is like a service, I think that you, you know, you can call and, and they'll provide the transportation for you, but it's not as, it's not like it's as, it's not as good as the train. You know what I mean? Cause the train, you can just go get on it. And this, this service, you have to call and wait and all this. Um, you, you could also, I think there was like a, I think the company had like a special like Uber membership for him maybe, okay. which is what that that's chill. But even then I feel like a lot of Ubers aren't, uh, pr- properly outfitted to, you know, a company that, so yeah, I mean, it's in, a little fucked up unless you have like the, the mechanical lift, like a bus has that's yeah. They're probably, there's probably like, you know, you can probably select it, but still again, the availability, it's probably not that much. Honestly, if someone in a wheelchair tried to come into our office, I we I guess we'd let them in around the front. But there's still even steps there like, you know, you have to help. So I don't even. Yeah. How would we do that? We go around the front, but there's a couple steps. But front front, the front, like, yeah, the main entrance with the fob. Yeah, but that still has some steps. It's got a little steps, but it's more less steps than this. That's true. You know what I mean? Maybe I should uh, complain to the landlord. Yeah. Get a little get a little money. Damn. Hey, Landlord, I'm not gonna say his name. Hey, landlord, <laughs> the uh, you know, you might want to fix this, or oh, maybe we could uh, what's it called? Uh, when you ask someone, when you tell someone something like, hey, if you don't do this, we're gonna report you, or you can give us some money or whatever, blackmail. Oh, wow, maybe we should blackmail yeah. them. That's that'll be a little fucked up. So, uh, well, I mean, it's a little fucked up not to be not to be able compliant. To, yeah, that's exactly. true, it is fucked up, yeah. So that gives me the right to blackmail the landlord. Perfect. <laughs> I agree. I agree. We're all we're all we're all groovy on this. Um, I don't know what other kind of things could be could be good, like in terms of editing innovations. Editing innovations. I don't know. I mean, I'm just excited about this mouse that I just got. Like I said, you got the new mouse. That's kind of an editing innovation, folks. Most mice have two buttons. The I have the magic mouse, which has which costs three times as much and has one button. But either way, Chris has this mouse that has how many buttons? Uh, let's see. It's got like ten buttons at see, least. It's got the left click. It's got the right click. It's got a forward. It's got a back. It's got two different scroll wheels. One mm. in the middle, like a normal mouse, and then it also has one by the thumb. It's a little groove. Double scroll wheel. Double scroll wheel. And the the one with the thumb does some pretty cool things. Like in Photoshop, it changes the size of the brush in. Premiere, it scrubs on your timeline. You can tell it to do different things with the software. It also has a an additional button near the thumb that acts as, for Mac at least, it, it does a mission control. Uh, so you can bring up all your windows at once and, and navigate how you want. And obviously you can tell it to do other things too. So it's, you know, it's got a bunch of macros in it. So you can, you can you know, speed I, up your edit. It has, um, it, you said it had, uh, these buttons on the bottom, right? And like, oh, yeah. You, uh, we, it says like one, two, and three. And there's like a little, um, kind of, I don't know, what do you call it? Uh, 
just a switch switch there's yeah. like a little switch and you can choose whether you're on setting one setting two or setting three and uh you were like i wonder what this is and i, I thought it was a uh, speed thing i was like oh, i could probably change the speed of the mouse the tracking speed turns out and i don't know if this is right but it's the uh you can set it to have a bunch of different presets for different computers because it's wireless right is that correct i think that's what it does and it, it does something else pretty crazy too which if you're on, if multiple computers are on the same network and you have the software installed on both of them, you can move the cursor from one computer to the other just automatically. Automatically. You know it. Wow. Yeah, because it's it's some weird black magic that I don't understand it's, how it works. It's pretty, I haven't tried it out. It looked pretty cool. It, it looked almost like if you have, it's like if you have two monitors, that's how it looks. You just move it and the mouse moves to the next computer. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. sure you could use it to drag and drop files that say you're not on a server like we are, you know, just yeah. drag and drop better than airdrop. No, there's no way. There's I, I, no way you why could not? do that. It, it, why not? It, you have to be on the same wireless You'd network, to, so there's got to uh, be something. It would have to probably be, be a small-ass file. Well, or else, maybe. like, if you're trying to move, like, a 5 gigabyte file, your mouse would take, like, 10 minutes to transfer to move to the next <laughs> screen. You know what I mean? Your mouse is stuck in no man's land. Yeah, but why Why else would you have that ability to go across computers that's like that? That's probably for, like... Well, it's probably just to... Oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a good point. You probably would. Maybe it's to drag, like, little things, like... Um, like a document or something like that. You know what I'm saying? All right. It's called the MX Master 3. By Logitech. For, by Logitech. This one's technically called the MX Master 3 for Mac. Wow. There's a non-Mac one as well. But it's uh, it's it's pretty tight, dude. I, you know, uh, we got it on a whim. I feel like I might get myself one. I do like the Magic Mouse. It's nice, but sometimes it ain't that nice. Hi. You know? I don't love the Magic Mouse just because it doesn't have physical front and back buttons that's or forward and backwards buttons that's just mm -hmm. huge for me for whatever reason mm -hmm. it's part of my workflow and and the scroll wheel as well i like to have a physical one and this one the the logitech you can change the scroll wheel to be like a free scroll where it's super smooth or you can have it clicky and and be real minute with your with your scrolls yeah what do you what's what, what's your what's your uh, your keyboard you like you like the keyboard. I like keyboard with a num number pad. That's my favorite. If I have a keyboard with no number pad, I just I lose it, man. I can't because it's just too. Everything's all smushed together. I don't like that. You know, that's why I don't like laptop typing. I, it's not it's not for me. I don't I want to do it. I prefer the one with the number pad mostly because I, I love having a forward delete. That's huge for me. Mm -hmm. And I, I like having the the enter on the number pad because I found a couple cool uses for it in programs it does something slightly different than it than, a than the other than the other yeah. enter does yeah you know uh you know what does suck about well first of all you know mac they they do all that proprietary shit but i was just thinking Ugh. about the magic mouse like what you were saying here's what gets me about that thing is that you can't charge it unless you can't use it while it's being charged like the charge That's is on the plug is on the bottom so if you need to plug it in you can't use it that's absolutely crazy. So, you know, that's why I have like, that's why I have two of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause that, you know what? They probably planned on that. They were probably like, you know what? Put that thing on the bottom. That way we're going to have to make everyone get two. It's it's like a malicious design. It is. It is. It is. It is, it is malicious design. That's a hundred percent what it is. You hear that Apple? We're coming for you. We came for Adobe earlier. Now we're coming for <laughs> Apple. No, I, I fucks with Adobe though. Adobe's tight. You know, I, I wish Adobe would sponsor us. That'd be cool. That would be great. They should. Yeah. I love Adobe programs. I work exclusively in them. I have no choice. Yeah. Well, there's that too. <laughs> there's that too. It's not, it's not that I love them. I just have no choice because I have to pay, pay uh, the unnamed landlord. 
Oh, yeah. For now. Mm-hmm. For now. Until mm-hmm. until I blackmail him. <laughs> I think for... Uh, I do get frustrated how often Adobe and Mac don't work together the way that they should. Mm-hmm. Like, and I know these are crazy complex programs with tons of code and bugs are going to happen, but there's just some simple things that seem like they should work and don't like today. For example, you had a problem ex- quick exporting a PNG from Photoshop because s- some sort of security issue with OS Catalina doesn't, it doesn't, play nicely with adobe and you had to turn off a node or something i don't i, st- I still didn't get it solved I, yeah I, I literally was like okay if i can't quick export these i'm just gonna like try to export all of them one by one as quickly as i can and i was just like okay let me memorize exactly what i need to click and just like zone out and just click 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 so i got it all done but you know but much easier if i could have just selected them and done quick export but hey you know that is how it is right yeah i mean we're lucky that our workflow doesn't rely too heavily on on that specific yeah you got any other um future tech innovation predictions you know we're talking about the foot pedals we're talking about this newfangled mouse that lets you magically drag 700 gigs in one second to another computer or whatever (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure there's still a a file transfer time but i I don't know. I I would like to see, I think we touched on this in an early episode, some more VR style. Like I I want the computer to read my mind. I want it to just know the edits (laughs) that I'm about to make. I want to just look at the screen and, and it, it does the edit for me. I just, yeah. I just look in a specific spot and it cuts like, there. I blink, I blink and it cuts. Uh, cut on the blink is nice. Yeah. Cut on the blink is actually really nice. I like yeah. that because really that's, I mean, I, I do that a lot. I cut, I cut right before the blink every time. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When I like edit, um, interviews and stuff like that or anything where anyone's talking, I guess I've, I haven't really edited any sort of like dialogue scenes in like a very long time, but when I'm editing any interviews or anything, I, I, I really do look for blinks. Like when someone finishes talking and then they, they blink, I feel like that's a natural cut in like the flow of a conversation when people blink. So I use it as a cut in the actual piece. See, I meant I look at the screen, the screen sees my eyes. And when I blink, it cuts, it puts a cut there. Right, I'd, I'd I have agree. cuts everywhere. I'd have you cuts would. everywhere. Yeah, you'd be like, or I'd have very dry eyes. Dude, that would be crazy. You could get that thing like in a, in a, that movie. Oh, a Clockwork yeah, Orange. Clockwork Orange. You would just be like non-blinking the whole time. Oh my God. Dude, that would be nuts, man. People would be like, yo. Why does that timeline look so choppy? You're like, man, gotta blink. <laughs> gotta I can't, blink. Can't not blink. Some Malcolm Gladwell shit. No, I think, um, but but I really do use that. I, I do use people's blinks as like markers for when it's good to cut. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't cut on the blink. I always cut like right before it because they're about to blink, which means it's a good cut point. You know what I mean? I try to hide the blink as much as I can. Hide the blink. Um, yeah, hide the blink. Make them look like hostages. Like, like yeah. their their eyes are always wide open. Damn. What if you did? That would be it's probably ridiculous. Pretty, have you ever in, cut an interview where someone's like a really slow blinker? Those oh are the my worst, God. man. Man, I, I know exactly who. I'm. I'm not gonna call her out, but who? I, oh, okay, I know. Yeah, but it's a. It's if you cut something where someone's a slow blinker, it makes it tough because they'll start to like close their eyes as they're saying something and as they go on to the next thing their eyes are still closed so if you want to cut in at a certain point you're cutting into someone with their eyes closed yeah. and it looks so weird it, you know what i mean it fucks up an edit 
worst is when someone ends a thought and starts a new thought right away in the same sentence. That's so difficult to cut around. It's impossible. Half the time, it's just fucking like... You just have to find a different spot to cut at. Yeah, and it's the worst when it's a controlled interview setting where like you can... Like if I was there, I'd be like, yo, please say that without running into the next thought, please. Dude, yeah, that drives me crazy. When when a an interviewee or a host starts a thought and then gets bogged down and then tries to restart the thought again or or goes off on a tangent and there's no actual point to cut at. It's like, yo, figure out what it is you're trying to say and just say it. If you need to do multiple takes, do it. We like we work in production. Yeah. We'll cut around it. Just make sure that you record it right at yeah. some point. That's the thing. So I have. Yeah, it's like if someone's like a host and it's just them talking to camera, I have way, way less patience with that shit. If they're like fucking up and and not like not thinking about what they're going to say and not doing it properly, as opposed to if someone is in a not controlled like interview environment where it's like, you know, uh, I used to edit like way, way back in the day, I used to edit junkets. So like you'd go in there and you have like three minutes to talk to Danny DeVito about the Lorax or whatever. And like, it's like, okay, uh, yeah, I don't really care what your, you know, flubs are in this because it's like, you've only got three minutes. Like you need to, it's more about his answers than it is about your interviewing style. Yeah. I understand it with, with some hosts that they want to be conversational about it and get the, the interviewee feeling comfortable and, and, you know, giving good answers. But at the same time, you know, do pickups if you have to do something. Yeah. But so, so often it just, they get lost in the conversation and kind of forget that they need to speak in a way that is cuttable. Dude, it's, it's a, it's a, um, like it's a blessing and a curse, right? The fact that media nowadays is so like cheap and so ever present that every, everyone wants to do conversational stuff all the time. And you know, it, it's cool, but sometimes stuff, things suffer because like everyone leans on it being so conversational that they don't think it out. Right. So no one will write a script. They'll just go, uh, we have this framework, this vague framework. So let's just follow that. It's like, yeah, I get it. But also like try to write a script. Yeah. Try to write a script. If you want to be conversational without a script, get a fucking podcast. Agreed. That's what we're doing. Yeah, dude. Look, but honestly, if for me, like if I'm doing some interview stuff, I still would script parts that I want to sound a certain way. But like I would give them the conversational stuff at the end to do the pickups. Right? Exactly. Like, can you exactly. just actually say it like this for us, please? 100%. Maybe some people don't want to do that. Like maybe some talent would not be receptive to doing that as a thing. Yeah, but I mean, you're that's what you're getting paid to do. Like yeah. ultimately your job is to make a better video. I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. That's you're on camera hosting something or interviewing someone. Don't you want it to be the best that it can be? Like, get your ego out of here. That's a good. I mean, that's a good way to. That's 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 one way to look. I think a lot of people mostly think like, if it's not me being true to myself, like I was, you know, I don't want this to reflect on me because I technically am what they hired, so I want it to be me. I want it to come across honestly. But it's like we were talking about earlier today. Actually, I think that if they had experience in other parts of the industry like if when hosts are just hosts and they don't really do other shit or they come from acting or modeling or something like that they think about things very very differently than if they were if the host previously worked as like a producer or as a shooter as an editor they're going to see things really differently yeah i think maybe that well that's the thing is that the editor's job is basically to to make everyone look 
the best as as they can. So like you can do those pickups in a way that you're comfortable with. Yeah. The, the editor is ultimately going to pick the best take, whether whether it's a conversational one or the ones that you do at the end. I I think you just find a way to to do it. Yeah, dude, I was so I used to be so uncomfortable on camera or on any sort of recording until uh, I think about three years into working in this industry, something just happened there like a switch just flipped. And I th- I think it was just because I had been on the other side of it for so long at that point for long enough at that mm-hmm. point where I was like at three years, I started to understand. I was like, oh, shit, it's OK. I should just be comfortable on camera and do whatever, because like if you're comfortable on camera, and you do whatever you, you do. You got to trust that like the good shit is what's going to make it. No one's going to actively do some like put up some shit that, you know, makes you not look good or whatever. You know what I mean? I've, I've, and not to say that they have any sort of fear of the camera or whatever, but I'm just talking about I know a lot of people who say, oh, I don't like getting my picture taken. Oh, no, 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 no. Come on. Put that away. I don't want to get my picture taken. I don't want to do this, do that. It's like just lean into it, man. Yeah. Fuck it. Lean into it. <laughs> I mean, you, you are who you are. You're, you're not going to be able to change that. Facts. I mean, the. Well, in a picture you can. I like to suck in my gut a little bit. Yeah, just you a know? little bit. Stand Always. up straight. Stand up a little bit straighter. Get, get that doughy gut out of here. Yeah, that's right. They'll be like, they'll look at you. They'll go, damn, that picture's looking good. Like, that's from a few years ago. No, nah, it was last week. I just I breathed in. <laughs> you looking like an Ed Doter. Ed what? Ed oh, Ed Doter. Like a Ed. Okay. I thought that was a guy. I was like, who the fuck no. is Ed Doter? <laughs> you don't know <laughs> Ed? Fuck? Ed Doter, a fucking senator from like Wisconsin or some shit. Oh, I guess that's Paul Ryan. Yikes. <laughs> Whoa. Not good. Didn't mean to go there with that. Oh, um, God. Fuck Paul Ryan. Um, dude. Oh, I was going to say something. Forgot what it was. Oh, oh, I want, it's about hosting. Okay. Okay. I actually wanted to ask you. So, okay. The personality who hosts the show that you're working on right now is this dude, Rax. And I always find Rax to be incredibly funny and and a really good host. I've never edited anything with him actually as the host. I've just like talked to him at the office sometimes or, you know, uh, seen him on other programs or mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, how is it editing his footage? Like, is he I know from what I've overheard is that his, his energy can go up and down and stuff like that. But generally, like. He seems like a pretty chill host. Yeah, generally he seems like a lot of fun and he tries to be pretty genuine about it and and adds a lot of flavor to it. He's he's pretty funny. Uh, His energy does go up and down and it sounded like maybe he doesn't always take direction completely. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, you know, it's hard. Yeah, it is. It is. But he, uh, I don't know. I enjoy editing his stuff. It's... I'm at a point where I'm learning his vocal crutches. Like I, I notice him every yeah. single time he's about to talk about a sneaker. He kind of. So if you want my honest opinion, ah, he's always given his honest opinion. Yeah. Uh, like we, we know that's you're, the, you're yeah. the host of the show. It's the reason that we're watching. We're getting your opinion on this. I, it's so interesting always to pick out everyone's vocal crutches because everyone has them. Like even if you don't. Even if you're not incredible, like fully aware of it, incredibly aware of it, whatever, you all always have them. I, I like if you ask me for mine, I wouldn't be able to to pick them out just off the top of my head. But if I edited myself for a, like a week, I'd be like, oh damn, I'm I'm out here with the stupid ass crutches all the time. I'm full of them, but it's so difficult to get rid of them. Like so, you know what I'm brain's... saying? I'll say that a lot. No, I'm saying you know what I mean. Like that's what I'll do. Like you know what I mean. Or I'll say look a lot. That's one that's caught on like, yo, look has become a whole thing. Has it? Oh, yeah. I feel like look wasn't like if you go back two or three years, people weren't out here like, look, 
blah, 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 blah. Nowadays, I feel like people always go, look, look. Okay, look. Is look the new listen? Look might be the new list. Oh, listen. Is listen, listen the new look? Listen's another one. Listen. People are like, listen. If someone's, but here's the thing. If someone says look, I'm like, all right, okay, I'll hear you out. If someone says okay. listen, then I'm like, oh, okay, what's up? You know what I mean? Like, oh, <laughs> a you're A little cheap. more confrontational. It is a little more confrontational. It's because of Tillman Furtado, whatever the fuck his name uh, is. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the owner of the, uh, the Houston Rockets. Is he the owner? Yeah. The owner of the oh, Houston yeah. Rockets wrote a book called Shut Up and Listen. <laughs> and it's like, dude, can you be any more of a dick? Like, yeah, cool. I'm going to buy a book that just immediately berates me from fucking the title. That's crazy. Don't call a book Shut Up and Listen. That's stupid. Yeah. You're already telling me that you're better than me. I know yeah. you're better than me. You have four billion dollars. Yeah. Yeah. And money determines worth. Don't you know? Exactly. That's right. Don't Literally. you know? Don't you know? No, I don't know, man. I, uh, I definitely have those crutches, but you know, sometimes, uh, sometimes it's, it's, it, they maybe are a little more, they show a little more if you're just literally watching someone host a show for hours and hours and hours a day, you know? Yeah. I don't think, I mean, he's not, he's not bad. You know, they're all totally understandable crutches. And a lot of it is he's trying to keep a theme and he's doing multiple takes and across episodes, he's trying to stay consistent with it. But, you know, you like you said, when when you're editing it all day, every day, you, yeah. you pick up on it for for what it's worth. I, I really I think he's good. I like him a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's super funny and the energy he brings when he brings the real energy. It's fucking it's so unique. It's exactly. like unlike anything else. You're like, ah, this this is why, you know, obviously it's it's hard to keep the energy up all the time. But when he really does get the energy going, man, like. I'll like randomly laugh out loud from this corner yeah. over here. I like hear I overhear it coming through the speaker and I just like bust out laughing because sometimes he really does say the funniest shit, you know, he's hilarious most of the time. But I think when when he hits a sneaker that he doesn't like, he doesn't have a lot to say about it. And it just, you know, it it really reverberates with them. Like yeah. it, it affects his soul. He just yeah. doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't feel it at all. And he just wants to get on to the next sneaker. That's true. Yeah. It affects him in like a negative way. That's why yeah. you were saying you were like, man, we it the episodes where all of the sneakers or flops aren't as uh, aren't as engaging or whatever. Yeah. It's just it's I think it's hard for him to keep that up across an hour long shoot. Yeah. Like he just he's not feeling it. He, and he, that's the thing, though, is even with those with the flops, he's still he has moments of energy, yeah. but it, but it, it goes up and down. It's, it's a roller coaster. It's so weird, man, because like it, I, I can't, I don't think either of us can really imagine how it would feel to be standing right there with four cameras on you and someone yeah. telling you to do shit differently over and over again. Yeah. Like we can always say like, Oh, come on. He would understand. Like he should understand, or we could understand because we know it, but I'm sure it's a little bit different. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit different, but also our job is to, to receive notes you know that's true that's like, true we yeah our job is literally we just get told what went wrong you know what isn't everyone's job kind of that yeah a little way. bit isn't that weird bit. like literally all jobs are is just people telling you that like what you fucked up like, every day yeah well i mean it, right? you, you can look at it a different way you can say unless you're like a life chef. is about imprint unless you're a chef and, and you're cooking at work cooking but at it, work <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even remember that callback <laughs> <laughs> no i mean even then like people, that's the thing with with chefs a, a chef kind of has the authority to be like nah this is the dish your yeah. taste buds are fucked up 
That's what I should do with my edits. You think so? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when they're like, hey, um, so this actually isn't the logo anymore. We rebranded last year. I'll be like, no, fuck you. It is the logo. <laughs> <laughs> this looks better. This is the edit. Uh, you spelled this person's name wrong. No, fuck you. This is the edit. <laughs> Their name is now this. Oh, their parents spelled it wrong. That's fucking hilarious. Yo, um, one more thing I was going to say. Oh, I guess it's not even really relevant anymore. But I was going to say, um, as far as vocal crutches go, I, I used to work on the show called Open Late with Peter Rosenberg. And um, one thing we always used to, to joke around about is that he'd say the word music head a lot. So every time like I, I think about it, it just makes me laugh. It's like he would be like, you know, I heard you're uh, heard you're a real music head. And it's, music like, head. it's the funniest thing because it's like. Yeah, he's a music head. He's a musician. Like you're interviewing a musician. Of course, he's a music head. Or Peter would be like, you know, I'm a, you know. But it it all comes from the, I guess, being like a hip hop head or whatever. But I uh, I always think that's so funny. So every time I I'm like into something, I, I'm always like, oh yeah, I'm a real uh, I'm a real seltzer head. <laughs> really into seltzers. You know what I mean? So it's pretty funny. Um, dude, we we I think we did it. I think we I think we got through this one. Yeah. Yeah. I think We're, it was solid. Yeah, and, and we kept it pretty we'll it evergreen, so no one's going to know we recorded this on October 15th until <laughs> unless, unless they get to this point. <laughs> but, um, go vote. Yeah, that's about it. Oh, make sure you, well, Darity would have voted. That's the that's right? joke. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dude, if you guys are listening to this and it's looking like Trump is going to be president, nah, I just want to say, not even. I'm sorry. We didn't think it would happen again. I didn't think it would happen again. I didn't think it would happen the first time. I didn't think it would happen the first time either, man. But fingers crossed. Yeah, talk about low energy. What an ending to the pod. <laughs> <laughs> and guys, don't forget, follow us on social. We're at Sizzle Real Gang and all the places. And, and like we opened with, the social media manager told us we're going to have to start posting stuff. So look out for stuff on there. It's coming soon. It might already be up, honestly. Who knows? <laughs> um, and then, you know, we also have TikTok. It's uh, Shishkin Productions TikTok. Chris, how do you like the TikToks? You learn the stuff from them? Uh, well, <laughs> no, but other people could. <laughs> other people could. There's there's great content in there, but it, you know it's geared more towards someone newer to the industry. I'd right, say, it is. I, and there's still good tips for for anyone of any level, but. Yeah. You know, most of it it's is definitely geared towards beginners. It's yeah. like it's 100 percent where it's like things that I wish I would have known, like when I started using Premiere, you know, things that would have sped my uh, learning of it and, and, and my workflow up quite a bit. And I, a lot of it is more conceptual, too. It's it's it not is. it's not like sh shortcuts to, to make you a faster editor. It's, right. it's ideas to make you a better editor. Yeah, it, it's, it's really more philosophy than it is tech. <laughs> Um, no, but it really is. It really is pretty philosophical. I want to get into business shit on there. Yeah. That's the next thing I want to do, like in the next few weeks. Again, by the time this is out, it'll probably be up. But whatever. You guys will see it. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, you know, it's only because of our, our avid fans and listeners that we've gotten to seven episodes. Oh, yeah. I thought we were mostly premiere people. Hey, let's go.